All right, all right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to the Move Podcast. Last one of the 2023 Men's Tour de France. Covering stage 21 as it is uh, each and every day of the summer. Uh, uh, our coverage here brought by Ketone, uh, brought to you by Ketone IQ. We're going to talk a lot about uh, Jordi Meus, of course. It, and, and look, it, special guest also today, Johan Bruniels on the show. He is Belgian, Jordi Meus is Belgian. A little controversy even on how we pronounce that last name, even with the Belgian. <laughs> um, but we'll get into all that. A, a, a amazing tour for Bora, and I, and I want to expand on that too. But uh, two stage wins, top 10 in the overall. Uh, boy, they're leaving happy. But uh, before we get into all the action, today's show brought to you by Roka. Roka has invented a completely new class of eyewear, glasses optimized for performance. Also super cool on, on the casual side and the prescription side. George, you were just wearing your blinged out Rokas. I don't know what happened. That was yeah. kind of... You want me to get them? Well, it was a cool look. I thought you were going to keep going with that. Um, the prescription glasses, of course, uh, we're all big fans of. The readers, JV's got... Uh, it was like... I don't. Oh, boy. Look at this man. <laughs> These are the blings, bro. What's interesting is you're, you're just one of the few people who can pull that off. It's it, true. It, it yep. really is. I but love the, these. The, the shades are <laughs> unbelievable. They're unbelievably, unbelievably lightweight. They do have the best optics on the market. Uh, crystal clear, fog resistant, and scratch resistant. And when you're out there sweating, no matter how bad you're sweating, they will not slip off no matter uh, you know how much you look like me when you're out there. Just straight up. Also hand-built in our hometown of Austin, Texas. Uh, looking forward to getting back there, by the way. Just if, if they're, for the folks in Austin, could you just turn that thermostat down just a little Oof. before we get there? Uh, the Move listeners get 20% off. Just go to Roka, R-O-K-A dot com. Use the code The Move. Again, that's Roka.com. Use the code The Move. Also today, and bro- thank you for letting me borrow your readers the whole tour de France. I'm curious, though. Giving you're them giving back. back? You're giving them back. Yeah. The, the only reason I'm, um, I can get you more, the only reason I'm a, a little nervous about it, these are my backups. So yeah. when you're traveling, like if I lost mine, which I've managed to hold on to for a while, I'd be screwed. Yeah, you would be. I so just got I them just, back. Thank you. Also today brought to you by Huckberry. Huckberry's building the future of retail for active, adventurous guys. Where style and adventure converge, millions trust them as their one-stop men's shop for discovering and shopping well-crafted products and well-curated products. They're super picky in particular about the stuff that they feature uh, either on the site or, or through their <coughs> newsletters, which I think are some of the coolest. All you dudes out there, if you're looking for you know, a little a, a dude way to start your day, uh, I mean, I think the Huckberry newsletter is the best. Um, a bunch of really cool products on there. The 72-hour tea, uh, which which they've just crushed it with. Uh, JB, of course, you like the wax trucker jacket. And, and we've all gone on and curated our favorite products with Huckberry. Uh, myself, JB, and George. If you go to huckberry.com slash the move, you can just see the stuff. Like we went through and just picked out the, the stuff we liked the most. Pocket knives. <laughs> I just love talking about JB's <laughs> food, food seasonings. I, why? Because I started choosing weapons instead of apparel. I, I just think it's hilarious. Like, yeah, like George and I were getting like like dope looking clothes, and you were getting like pocket knives and meat seasoner. <laughs> well, uh, and as I said at the top of the show, our presenting sponsor this summer, uh, HVMN, the makers of Ketone IQ. They made the world's first drinkable ketone. In 2017, of course, that is Ketone IQ. It's their latest innovation on ketones with improved effectiveness, taste, and cost. So many people trying out ketones. I mean, I have people, you know, I went to Cash Cash last night. Jody, who's owned Cash Cash here in Aspen forever, she's rocking the ketones. 
I would say this, and you can uh, see if it, I, what I say is accurate. We had the the HVM, HVMN fridge here mm-hmm. with ketones. Very they stocked us up. The whole staff taking a daily shot. I think everyone was elevated this year. I, th- I thought we were on point. Uh, yeah. It is no wonder that HVMN supplies ketones to more than 60% of the teams in this year's Tour de France. You can save 30% off your first subscription order of Ketone IQ at hvmn.com slash the move. Again, that's hvmn.com slash the move. Um, Johan, how you doing, man? Are you tired? I know you're tired. How many podcasts a day did you do? You had to do like four. Three in general and sometimes four. Ugh. So, yeah, it's been a long tour. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> did uh, did any of us bet on uh, Mutant Muse? Muse for today? Johan? No, we, no. we did not see that coming. No. I, I had Grunewig and I thought he was looking good. He actually did a good sprint, but uh, yeah, those guys just came around him at the end. You know, Johan, you brought up a good point that it's, it's I just expected that we see another win by uh, Jasper Philipson. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and as I sort of reflected on the three weeks or, you know, your main takeaways, that was going to be one of my takeaways, just the pure domination of Philipson, but we didn't see it. And you brought up the point that it's, it's actually pretty rare uh, that somebody is, is such an overwhelming favorite um, for them to actually win on the Champs-Élysées. It's, uh, it was, he was close. But um, it does happen quite often, actually, that um, somebody you have barely seen in the tour that all of a sudden then in the last stage in Paris, um, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the reason is, because it's it's you know, it's a pure sprint. It's a straightforward sprint. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Jordi Meus was uh, he was up there all the time. Fifth, sixth, uh, fourth, I think he was once. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely didn't expect him to to win. You know, I think a few years ago we had didn't we have Alexander Kristov also win on the Champs Elysees in that way? Uh, like you hadn't seen him during the whole tour, and all of a sudden the last day he he was he was there. We got a, we got definitely. a great we got a great yeah. uh, we have um, Enrique Gasparotto wrote in, or sent us a voice note right. on his thoughts, and actually he sort of covers why he thought he won because he got, I might as well just play it. Let's right? play it. But, okay. but while you're queuing that up, I mean, again, I, this, and I said it when they won with Jai Henley and had the Jersey, um, you know, remember this is a team that had Peter Sagan and, and with Peter Sagan comes all the things that Peter Sagan brings. It sort of brings this mystique to the team and this rock star vibe and, and obviously big sponsors like specialized and and when uh, when his contract was up, they 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 let him fly and just rebuilt it. I, I, I think it was an amazing job for uh, not just Gasparotto, uh, but also for the owner of Bora and the owner of the team to say, you know what, let's just reset, reassess, and and see if we can rebuild the team. And they did. I think it's I think it's pretty incredible. Hats off to them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and also also them choosing Jordi Meus over. Um, Sam Bennett Sam as their sprinter. Right. That was that was I big news was, before the tour. That was a surprise, uh, even for Sam Bennett. Yeah, because I, I I remember you know they, 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 there was there was two riders that were still needed to be selected, and they said okay, it's going to be one climber and one sprinter. They didn't name the sprinter and not the climber, so um, don't know exactly what's going on there with Sam Bennett. But you know, if you win the last stage. In Paris, in the sprint, I think you made the right choice. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, and I'm looking, Johan, like you said, he was close in the first couple of sprint stages, but never closer than sixth place. Um, okay. So pulled off a really massive win, but uh, Enrique had a good 
uh, quote on what he why he thought he yeah. was successful today. Let it rip. Right? Let it yeah, rip. Let it rip. Hey guys, here we are again, and uh, yeah, what we can say about um, winning in Paris is something really special, I have to say, and. Uh, Winning the stage with uh, with Jordi, that uh, is uh, he's uh, at his first Tour de France ever, uh, is also something big for us, but even bigger for himself. Uh, I think the key of this win was the fact that Jordi was never really trouble in the Gruppetto's life during the whole three weeks. He could manage to stay really in a nice group all the time and uh, trying to save, save, save. I think uh, probably had uh, fresh legs today to contact the to contact the sprint in a good way. Even sometimes maybe alone, but uh, yeah, he could position himself quite well and do a sprint like he did in Paris. Uh, for me, means that he had uh, quite fresher legs compared to the competitors, and he could timing it pretty well. And uh, yeah, I think uh, for Jordi. For, I think for everybody is a kind of unexpected, but we have to, to keep in mind the fact that Jordi has been doing races uh, this year and also last year here in Bora without a proper laid out, so without a proper f- support. And uh, in this tour, having uh, Danny Van Poppel as last man, I think Danny is, is one of the best uh, laid out men. Uh, I think, uh, you know, having, uh, having Jordi uh, a good support here, they could, uh, you know, train during this tour how to time themselves for the sprint and, uh, yeah, to finish it off this tour in this way is something incredible and I'm uh, really happy that Jordi could experience that because he's a super nice guy and super funny guy, always <laughs> in a good mood, always a good, good spirit. Yeah, and yeah, tonight we will celebrate it in Paris. Love that. Yeah. And we haven't even mentioned how far um, from the back right. he came. He came from the back. Yeah. Everyone's talking about the speed of Philipson, and I mean that was just. Well, if you, you saw, go back and look at that sprint, he was way back there. Key, key takeaways from that was one is his first Tour de France ever. Mm-hmm. So imagine winning the last stage. But what, what Enrique, another key takeaway was Enrique. Enrico said that uh, he was so relatively fresh. I mean, he made it through the mountains in the Gruppetto. A lot of guys, there's a different riders in the Gruppetto. There's some that are just hanging on for dear life. And there are some that are just there saving energy because they know they can't ride with the best guys and they're not really hitting their limits in the Gruppetto. So they're just recovering and waiting for their next time they can make a breakaway and, or just, you know, save their legs as much as possible. And this is what we saw with Jordi. He saved his legs. He never really hit the limit in the Gruppetto. And of course it was a very difficult race for everybody, but he got to the Champs-Élysées a bit fresher than everybody else. Yeah, yeah, and it and it we t- we uh, just mentioned Peter Sagan. It is worth noting his final Tour de France um, with with you know uh, uh, arguably one of the best careers of all time. Uh, but so good, you know, congratulations to Sagan. I, I was we were all a little miffed. I know Johan maybe has some different thoughts, but we, you had Thibaut Pinot retiring, uh, who's the the. the the prize of France. And then you have Peter Sagan retiring. who's had the career he's had. We fully expected that this Peloton would let them roll in, uh, take a little honorary, uh, uh, cross, you know, pass the finish line or parade. parade, And it just didn't happen. Johan, what's Why not? Honestly, honestly, I've not, I mean, I don't know why 
especially you, George, you're making such a big deal out of this because <laughs> big deal. I just asked it, about it. <laughs> no, no, it's it's not something commonly done. I've not, you know, Eki Eki wrote off in the front. Uh, there was uh, several writers. Yeah, well, I mean, that's Eki did. That by the way, before. by the way, I did not want to write off the front of my last sort of friends. The all the guys at the time. Um, Sir Bradley Wiggins was leading and he's like, gee, you got to go. We, we want you to run the front. Uh, so it was a lot of riders that actually egged me on and I didn't want to do it, but I went. I, I, I heard there was one rider who didn't, didn't want you to do it. Yeah, I know. Talk about that. Our, <laughs> our, we'll skip that. Our friend, but you know, he's not always, he's not always all there. Um, so I don't know. He, maybe he thought I was trying to get, hey. get away or something. <laughs> okay. But no, I mean, uh, I think George, I mean, if you, if, Pino and then Sagan and Dave and Ains and there's uh, there's for sure another guy. I mean, do they have to what five six guys go up front? I mean, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> was, <laughs> was there was was you you would have to go back, George, and 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 see in the year you retired. Which year was that? Two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve. Wow, yeah. did you write so? Okay. Um, <laughs> there was for sure other riders in the peloton who retired. What, but, what but, did, not, but none of them had ridden 17 tours. That's I think that was the point. That's, and, and, that's, and, and nobody in this peloton uh, has true. had a Hall of Fame career like Peter Sagan has. That's yeah. true. Okay. I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. But okay, you know I'm what? Gonna, uh, look, he came around. I mind a little bit on it then. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, the, the, but the, sticking with Sagan, I remember um, doing the Tour Down Under in 2009, and they always have this uh, criterion before the actual Tour Down Under starts. And I got on a break with this. Nobody had, he was on liquid gas. And nobody had mm -hmm. ever heard of this kid. And I thought, I said, shit, who's this kid? This kid is for real. And, I, and he was 20 years old. And, and, and people said, yeah, this guy's, I said, whoa. I mean, he was a stud from day one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you saw him. You saw, we didn't really even mention his name once throughout this Tour de France. No, um, but he's a writer that, like you said, Lance is one of the best writers of all time. Um, probably can, can do whatever he wants in the Peloton, has a ton of respect from all the riders. And even though we didn't mention him, in terms of results, but every rider in that peloton has a ton of respect for him. Yeah. I mean, look, Jasper Philipson wins the, wins the degree in Jersey for the first time. Sagan won it seven times. I yeah. mean, seven yeah. times. Yeah. And, and just how, how entertaining yeah. he was just for the average fan. And you'd see him yeah. doing things like pulling over to the roadside and, and hanging with fans or helping break down after a stage. Yeah. Like he just yeah, rocking wheelies. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I did, but it's the end of his um, his runs here at the tour. Um, but I think it's safe to say tonight, we make party. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely make party. We make party. The tonight. ultimate party. We make party. Yeah. <laughs> there's another there's another era that has come to an end, by the way, and that's the era of Pogacar uh, being in the white jersey. Yeah, we heard <laughs> we we saw that he's had it for. What did they say on the coverage? I think 80, he's had 80, 73 70, out of 84, 75 white jerseys and he had 72 in a row. Wow. So the guy went 72 times to the podium in a row, like nonstop. By the way, that, that's a pain in the neck. That's <laughs> that, it really is. You'd yeah. rather not have it and just, and have extra time to get back, get the recovery process started to hang around there. Ugh, man. That's a great so, point. So, Johan, where where are they going now? UAE, are they looking at this as a disappointment? Two-stage win, second place. Are they mm -hmm. looking at it as perhaps his injury in Liège, Bastogne-Liège? Um, what do you foresee the changes are going to be next year for his preparation for the Tour de France? 
Yeah, I think they have to go back to the drawing board and and, and first of all know that I think it's a compound of reasons. You know, I don't think you can pinpoint one thing. Personally, I think the injury is the main reason uh, because he had a far from ideal lead up to the Tour de France. Um, and then for personally, what I think, I mean, and of course, it's easy to sit here and say, OK, now we know what happened. They should have done this differently. But it was almost impossible with such an accelerated preparation. Like he was he basically had 20 days of quality training before mm -hmm. the tour. Uh, all that before was home trainer and, you know, physical training and stuff like that. So when you come into the tour, it's possible that you feel great because you have the punch, but he didn't have the base. Mm. You know, the, he had a, if you look at the, uh, being a pyramid, he has a small base pyramid. And, um, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that, Johan. Yeah, well, when well, you're done, let me give you my views. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, me so, too. So I think, <laughs> but I, so I, I actually think, agree with what Johan's saying, but I just want to, I'd, I'd like to add something, but George, I'm no, well, I, do, I see I me. Mean, Pogachar is a generational rider. He's basically, he can win whatever he wants to win. And he also has a very relaxed, it seems a very relaxed approach to training. It doesn't seem like he does all these altitude camps. It doesn't seem like he does all the nutritional things that a guy like Jonas is doing. And perhaps these guys are so close in terms of so, level. George, I, that maybe they're going to have to take a different approach in, in terms of his preparation for next year's Tour de France. I think you. I think that's an impression you have, uh, well, the, you know, the, or an impression that he puts out there. I, I think. Yeah. He, I think yeah. that is something he puts out there. We saw it, of course, the sort of jovial nature on the rest day. I mean, you, you jumping in the pool. And, I mean, obviously he wasn't sitting around by the pool like George did for three weeks. But you know, you could you could do that in thirty seconds just to put that out there. Like, look how chill I am and and and, yeah. and fun loving I am. Yeah. Okay. But the whole time, Johan, the whole time, the whole Tour de France was very so, so close we didn't even know who would give the advantage to until they got to those two days of the time yeah. trial and that the time trial yes maybe he didn't have the base because of the injury but that was a severe beatdown. i mean that was a That's whole true. different level thank you they got to go back and look at those numbers and see if Pogachar, even at his best can ever do those well, numbers which uh, we saw chris Froome say I, yesterday I, I, those I, numbers are i think we know the answer to that that's that is the point i mean it, it, even forget the injury forget the run up to the tour if you just Go take the best Pogacar. Tade Pogacar has a few problems. One is, you know, trying to figure out how they, they calendar the year and build up to the tour. That's number one. Number two, I, we said it the other day. I mean, I think Alan Piper is, is a big, uh, is a missing component for him. That's a big deal. But his biggest problem, right, is Jonas Vingegaard. Yeah, like exactly. A simple thing. And, and, and one sec, let me just say ahead. one more thing about Jonas Vingegaard. <laughs> Because um, I've been here and I and I and I have done this. He's now won two tours in a row, uh, and there of course come you know with that comes distractions, and it's easy to get distracted in the off season and sort of uh, lose sight of, of of your goals. But assuming he can do that, this will get easier for him. After winning two tours in a row, it actually I mean you still obviously you still have to train, you still have to do all the hard work. It gets easier. He got two under his belt, right? Last year we might have looked at that. Oh, I don't know, it was a fluke. So does Pogacar. Yeah, but I'm saying two in a row. He, he's uh, yeah. momentum. But Pogacar's biggest problem is Jonas Vingegaard. Yeah, I'd love and, to and see so, and, Spencer. And, and, and to continue, to continue ahead, on that. On. To continue on that, Lance. You know, like they've raced three times against each other, not four. So they won two, both two tours, but 
they raced three times against each other. If you go to 20, 2021, the second time that Pogacar wins, Pogacar is really strong in the first part of the tour. Let's not forget, Jonas Vingegaard there was not the leader of the team. Mm -hmm. He was the backup guy for Roglic. Finishes finally second, but from the middle of the tour, when when and let's not forget, uh, Pogacar made all the difference in the first part in that famous stage to Le Grand Bornand, in the rain and the cold, his favorite terrain. From the middle of the tour, all of a sudden, Vingegaard drops Pogacar on the Ventoux. That's the first time that happened to Pogacar. And for the rest of that Tour de France, Pogacar has not been able to drop Vingegaard anymore. He beat him because he's faster, but he was not able to drop him anymore. Mm. And Vingegaard was discovering himself there as a Tour de France rider. It was his first time. Last year, Vingegaard has always been with Pogacar or in two occasions dropped him big time. And this year, the same. So Vingegaard has by far, if you, if you analyze it in this way, I think Pogacar needs to come up and UAE needs to come up with a special plan to to beat uh, Jonas Vingegaard. I agree with Lance. What about a side-by-side -side comparison of the final uh, climb in this year's time trial and the final climb when Pogacar beat Roglic? That'd be interesting to see those numbers, to see uh, uh, Pogacar at his absolute best, punishing the whole peloton, if it compares to what Jonas did in this year's time trial, mm -hmm. that would be interesting. That's, yeah. that's also not, that's also, you can't Spencer? compare. To, no, <laughs> you can't compare 2020 with 2023. You didn't hear me? Uh, we heard, yeah, we, we, no, we heard you loud and clear. We're, we're, waiting, waiting, we're for, waiting for the punchline. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, you can't compare 2020 with 2023 because uh, in my opinion, Pogacar now is better than the, the one in 2020. He was also there discovering himself. Um, yeah. Plus, you know, he was uh, there. He did an amazing performance, but he beat Primoz Roglic, who was not having a great day. Here, Vingegaard beat Pogacar, who was not having a good day, but st still finished second and beat the, the rest of the peloton. But he did an Roglic. amazing time trial. He beat Demoulin. I mean, he beat world-class time trialists uh, in, on that day. I, I would just be interested to see those side-by-side -side comparisons. Like you said, we'll put, okay. that, we'll, we'll put, put that, that up. Out. We'll put that out to Spencer. Before we keep going on about the, 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 what the future holds for these two champions, uh, today's show also brought to you by AG1, our daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health, Everybody on this crew drinks it literally every day. Uh, I was tired of taking so many supplements and wanted a single solution that supports my entire body and covers my nutritional bases every day. I wanted better gut health, a boost in energy, immune system support, and I, and and like I said, just sick of taking a whole bunch of uh, different pills. And you know, I'm just not as I make fun of myself. It's true. I, I wish I ate more vegetables, like fruit and vet. My mom's in town. She'd be so disappointed. She made a great breakfast today, by the way. There was no fruits and vegetables in it, there but it fruit, didn't matter because we, we had our, because your salsa on your breakfast taco? No, because she made a side fruit salad. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, but, but, but we have a hack and it's called AG1. And don't just listen to us. Listen to Andrew Huberman, Peter Atia. They're big uh, proponents as well. 75 high quality ingredients and give you all these key daily nutrients, all for less than three bucks a day. Take control of your health for just three bucks a day. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and 10 free AG1 travel packs. 
Head on over to drinkag1.com slash the move. Drinkag1.com slash the move. And last one of the day and last one of the tour. And this is this will be interesting because, of course, Ventum had the trivia every day and we picked the winner every day. We've now got 21 names in the hat. We will get to that um, that pick here in a little bit. I, I'm fortunate enough to get to pick it. But uh, the, these I, I, I had my maiden voyage yesterday on that orange NS1. George, that thing. You see, you, yeah, that thing pops. You, you rolled up into Aspen with your custom like Colombian thing. And then my shit showed up that orange NS1. I mean, I think if y'all haven't seen it yet, I'm telling you, it is sick. It is. And it, I did, and I'm not kidding. It rides amazing. It's light. It's stiff. Handles amazing. Um, but uh, it, it, it'll be interesting to see who won. We had a lot of people participate. Thousands and thousands, apparently thousands of people participated uh, in this. Uh, the company's kicking butt. They have dedicated customer support, also producing great content. You can see that stuff on their socials uh, at Instagram and YouTube, which is at Ventum Racing. Check this out. You get 10% off when you use the code WEDO at checkout over at VentumRacing.com slash the move. I'm looking forward to picking that name. I know. That'd be I fun. Know. Just minutes away. Minutes away. Um, can we play the what about next year game? Yeah. <laughs> I know that's a difficult thing well, to I, do. Well, there's one more thing I would okay. like to say. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Sure. Oh, boy. He's shaking um, his pen. No, no. I mean, I just want to I, I give, give credit to, to first to Vingegaard and especially to Jumbo Visma. The way they rode, you know, we've during the tour we've been at some points critical to, to to Jumbo or to or to UAE, but if you look at it, you know they had a plan, and they executed their plan independently of what other teams did, and it's very mathematical. You know, it's it's clear in the mountain stages they know that the majority of their team they can ride the climbs at 5.5 watts per kilo. That's what they did. Then they come to the last climb. They have two guys who can ride six watts per kilo. And then they know that Jonas has 6.5, 6.6, 6.7 watts per kilo. That's what they did. And that's how they won. Seven and a half in the time trial. Yeah, okay. But that's not, that's not, I mean, it was during 14 minutes. That's long. I mean, it's long. It's, you know, it's, yeah. If if those watts are correct, by the way. But anyways, the, you know, I, I think that they are very, very, very methodical, um, more than anybody else. And um, and so, yeah, hats off to them to do this for the second time in a row. And and uh, today we knew we, we, we were informed that Jonas Vingegaard is going to do, do the Vuelta España. So it's clear that their goal this year is they want to win the Giro, the Tour, and the Vuelta in one year. No team has ever done that before. Johan, before uh, you move on, you, you're right. 5.5 watts per kilo, hardly anybody can attack, but you let you left out one of the greatest riders or the greatest rider in the peloton right now. They also have Wout Van Aert. They can get in any yes. breakaway he wants yeah. to, right. get yeah. a head start on his own guys that are doing 5.5 watts per kilo, wait for Jonas when he needs to at the final climb. I mean, it's... Uh, their setup is just, right. is, it's amazing. And okay. special shout out to Sepp Kuss, who we saw some reports yesterday that after his horrific crash that he had uh, abandoned the tour. Well, no, no, the kid's tough as nails. He's out there riding into the Champs-Élysées looking like a mummy, you know, but just tough as hell uh, and wrote a, a, 
What an amazing teammate. He's know. on the start list for the Vuelta okay. currently, too. I listen. I don't I listen. What, what was, that's a Giro, Vuelta. Listen, what was the, Johan, what were those, what was that currency they used to have in Spain? Was it before the Euro? The pesetas? Pesetas. They pesetas. better pesetas. They better back that fucking peseta truck up. <laughs> I mean, who, why? I don't. I can't see that happening. I said it, JB, on the on JB Squared. No. I can't see that happening. Too can't much, see what happening. Too much. Except uh, Kusin de Vuelta. That makes no I sense. I can't either. But but why would Jonas Vinga go? So the, uh, who, I'll, I'll answer that for you. The, because the 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 GC guys like Froome, they started doing the Vuelta, um, so they didn't want to have. They would not have to train as hard in the winter. I mean, think about it. Think about how mentally tough it is. I don't get that. How mentally tough it is for these guys now with the intervals, the way they eat. And the, it's life consuming. So perhaps it's not a bad idea to go do the welt and just get that hard riding in and get build an even stronger foundation for the winter, have a bit more relaxed winter. And then when you start back up training again for the next season, you have that stronger foundation for two like grand said, tours. Muchos, I think that's, I think that hey, is the uh, thesis behind why, be, why he would do it. I be muchos pesetas. And mucho paper. <laughs> You know, well, I mean, the, no, no, the, the organizer, I saw an interview of the organizer today and uh, they, they knew today, they knew this morning, and although Vingegaard said that this is the, they announced it today, but this is the plan since December, hmm. that he was going to do tour in Vuelta. And so what in Vuelta we're going to see, you know, we're going to see Roglic and Vingegaard together. Uh, we're going to see Remco. We're going to see Juan Ayuso. Ooh. We're going to see Geraint Thomas. We're going to see... Richard Carapaz. <laughs> <laughs> and Rick Mas. I mean, it's going to be an amazing. It's going to be an amazing, amazing Vuelta. And we only laugh at that because I guess that's what you, you butcher the pronunciation. Uh, of all people. <laughs> I kind of do it on purpose, right? I mean, <laughs> you think a Colombian, is, is it that hard to pronounce Ecuadorians' names? Bahrain. <laughs> no, that's that's not. Bob Hain is not in George, South America. George, you have to do right some things on Colombia. <laughs> George, you, you are for sure. You have to be doing some things on purpose. Otherwise, you need to you need to look into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish everyone could see. I know we have a lot of people who only listen. If you could have seen Lance's facial reaction when you said when we said Vingegaard's going to go do the Vuelta, like you just were like, I just yeah. That's mind-boggling to you. That I mean, I, I can. I, if George might have a point. I mean, boy, is training uh, is training life that miserable? Maybe uh, I would never mm-hmm. do that. One thing I did do though, uh, just for fun, because I we've we've just seen how the um, these Grand Tour riders are just getting younger and younger, and it, it's 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 uh, it's amongst us, and it's not going away. And so I, the average age of of the top ten this year was twenty seven. Like I think it was like twenty seven point one. I went back to the tour I won in two thousand five. And went and averaged out all the names. So, of course, I won uh, Basel second, Jan third, all the way down. Uh, average age in 2005, 31. So this thing is trending mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a way that, you know, obviously it's, it helps when you have guys, uh, you, know, you know, a guy like Rodriguez, right, that drops a number. But it, it, that would have been unheard of back in the day. Agreed. Also something really unique, I think, uh, out of the top 10, Seven seven riders from the top ten won a stage in this Tour de France. Wow, it's also very very rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so what's his, what's the deal with Rodriguez? Is he going to Movie Star or is he staying with Ineos? Or we don't know. The, the deal the deal is, as far as I uh, uh, have been informed, that um, Carlos Rodriguez has signed a pre contract with Movie Star, 
I don't know why that happened. If Ineos was not making him an offer or something, or and now um, Ineos is trying to buy out that pre-contract. Wow. Well, both both teams need him. Yeah, that's for sure. I think he would be better at Ineos for his development. Than Bo- at, 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 completely agree. Completely agree. Um, all right, all right. You want to do some fun stuff? Yeah, let's have sure. fun. <laughs> Um, well, first, like, well, we should also mention this. The uh, Tour de France Femme yep. started today. Yep. Lance, uh, Ali Tetrick, and Mari Holden. So that will be in all the same feed, whether it's audio or video. And that's, yep. that's going to be a good show. They're off to a good start, if you yep. haven't caught that already. And uh, we have a lot of people to thank, and yeah. then we'll do the drawing. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do the drawing. But let's do some thank yous first. This, this crew, obviously, every day you see and hear... Uh, the three of us, you know, we have some special guests uh, like Spencer and, and Johan, but there's a whole crew behind uh, behind this madness. So uh, I'll just go down the list here. We have, of course, our head. We joke and call her the head of HR. Of course, she's not. Uh, she's our, she runs all our socials. Courtney, who's, who's never far away. She's right there. Uh, Cam Allen, who's uh, uh, somewhere around. Uh, and Liz, the great Liz Crutes, who everybody uh, has come to know and love over the years. Uh, Dave Bolch. Dave Bulch. Dave. By the way, Dave and I have been together since 1990. How long, Dave? 98, 99? 96. Like I said, 1996. <laughs> uh, and, and, and not to be mistaken with Colton, we have uh, Colton <laughs> back there. You, the, the, this, this kid's a rock star. Uh, Johan, on your side over there at La Movida, of course, yourself, uh, and Victor Hugo Pena, and Gabrielle Acuna is doing the editing over there. So uh, thanks yeah. to Gabrielle. Uh, and the propeller head, Spencer Martin, who you, who you do uh, uh, outcomes with. Uh, and, and, and special shout out uh, to Mark Karen, who I know it looks like we're sitting in a studio. We're actually in the basement of Aspen Mountain Fitness, which Mark Kiernan uh, so graciously lets us crash uh, for this month. Uh, uh, Lars Feniger, who does all our ad sales. Alana Zizi. I mean, wait a minute. I forgot Alan today. Holy we did shit. Forget Alan. All right, hold on a HR. second. Colton, you ready for this? <laughs> I had to get to the thank yous to remember that. I'm off. That shows you how tired I am. Uh, let me ask you a question, Alain. Where do we go? Stage 21, <laughs> 51 en Yvelines, to Paris Champs-Élysées. 51 en Yvelines, to Paris Champs-Élysées. God, I'm going to miss that. Uh, Joe Natoli, of course, sending us um, all those fun, uh, fun things he does. All of our sponsors. Also- hmm? Also, uh, Jonathan, our, our our loyal the move fan, who is with the flag. Oh, they had the flag oh, on the Champs Elysees. That's right. We love that flag at the Arc de Triomphe. Yeah. Uh, also, special thanks to everybody that tuned in. It's been a hell of a race, and uh, we don't take for granted that you guys have other options and th- things to do with your day. So. Thank you for giving us your time. Uh, Matteo Jorgensen, thanks for coming on. Chris Froome, thanks for coming on. And, of course, uh, our families for, uh, I don't know if they like it. Or <laughs> probably like, this is so cool. Those guys are gone for three weeks. Um, yeah. But amazing support from them. Now awesome. you want to give away a GS1? Yeah. Are we doing a GS1 or an NS1? Or an NS1, you're okay. right. The road yep. bike. The yep. road bike. Complete bike. As long as it's not mine. I took, uh, <laughs> I took all the names from each day. Are they getting shuffled properly? Yeah, they're just okay. And uh, one person was drawn every day, and they're all here, all all 20, 20 of them. There's twenty. Okay, all right. I'm gonna just. So, where are they? Are they right here? Yeah. Is this okay if I go move it around like this? Yeah. Whatever okay. you wanna do. Okay. Here just we go. Here comes name. our here comes our winner. And we'll we'll track them down sure. and here do something right. live yeah. on social. Right. Here it is. Here comes something. this person. Ready? 
Wait. Bam. Who we got? Hold on. Here's our winner. Graham Cullen. C-U-L-L-E-N. Graham Cullen wins our NS1 after three weeks. Be curious which question, uh, or maybe you chimed in on a lot of the questions, but Graham Cullen is our winner. Brand new NS1. Like I said, we'll uh, we'll chase them down and do something on socials once we get their number yeah. and stuff. Because everybody just emailed in. We weren't collecting all that information. All right. Congratulations, Graham. Uh, one, a couple last things. If you go to wedo.team, you can check out the travel icon on the site and find out information. One more spot in Mallorca. And then a, f- uh, a couple of trips. Vamos a Mallorca. <laughs> one more spot. Who's in? And a couple spring classic trips yep. up there uh, if you want information on them. And of February, you invite one of your friends with a jizzy so we get uh, a lift over Are you going to come? Um, what do we got? <laughs> Tour Flanders, end of uh, beginning of April. And then Paris Roubaix. And we'll have Johan Bernil as the director sportif. That's right. Making the plan, and you'll be riding with yours truly. <laughs> Can't and some other, it just, some other, he just, uh, Johan, you missed that part. He says, yours truly, and just stares at himself <laughs> on the monitor. It's just like, that's why I went quiet. He was literally just looking at himself. <laughs> I mean, uh, who does that? Check out some of the new merch at wedo.team yeah. as well. We've got a lot shirt. of cool nice flannel shirts looking yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, hey, it's been a, it's been a hell of a three weeks. Of course, we're, we're kicking off the, the um, Tour de France fam of Zwift today. So we've got another, what, seven days of that, but. Um, we got some fun shows left, world championships, you know, probably a couple other ones. Uh, world's coming future. soon. Yeah, yeah world's, world's coming, world's up coming soon. Next year, this We're time, already... it's going to be interesting with Olympics as well. I know. That's the, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I love the city of Nice. Obviously, I lived there uh, for most of my career. Uh, but to have the tour not finish in Paris, that will be, uh, that'll take some getting used to. JB, well. JB, just, JB mentioned... Um, <laughs> Today, we don't have JB squared. Yeah, we got it all covered here with Johan. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, there will be La Movida. Uh, there will be La Movida, but, but also not not for Lance and George. We're, we're going to give them the day off next week, but we'll be back for San Sebastian next oh, yeah. Saturday. Great. Great. Wow. That's where we. Awesome, that's where guys. this all kicked off. What a fun three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks everybody, for tuning in. It has been a blast. And, and congratulations to Jonas Van Gogh. I mean, yep. it, it deserved winner. <laughs> there were no questions. One by seven and a half minutes. I don't. We know who, who the best was. So, yep. um, hope he has a fun time tonight and and uh, has yeah. a couple of beers. <laughs> well, <laughs> or not. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's hope they uh, consume some poison tonight, yeah, yeah. As, as was said. So, all right. We'll see y'all. Uh, see you soon. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>